Welcome to the No Neutral Moments Podcast. My name is Patrick Payton, and it's my pleasure to discuss, to explore, and maybe even to discover what it means for each one of us to live our lives fully engaged, to challenge each one of us to be fully aware, and completely expecting to engage to the fullest everything we've been designed, called, and gifted to be. So with all this in mind, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get engaged. Welcome back to the No Neutral Moments Podcast. My name is Patrick Payton. I am your host. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for getting on the website. However you are listening to our podcast, whether that is through Spotify, iTunes, or just the good old-fashioned World Wide Web, thank you for being a part of this family and this um, growing base of followers listening and a part of this No Neutral Moments tour. This week, I'm going to really try to finish up this this discussion we've been having about killing the giants. That's sort of a graphic phrase, but how to deal with the giants, the things, the, the, the huge obstacles that seem to be repeating themselves in your lives. Way back in the first episode, and we repeated it in the, thir- in the second episode of this three-part series, was a giant can really be any person or place, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's a habit, that keeps setting you back, that keeps you from winning, if you like the term winning, that keeps you from succeeding in ways in your life that you feel like you should be succeeding in. For many people, giants are these things or these habits that perhaps have had a hold on them for many years, maybe decades. Sometimes it's something or someone or an experience that has had a hold on them and their family. And so only you know what those are. I hesitate to use very specific examples, except that you know what they sound like. You know what they are like. You know when they show up. You know the doubt they cause in your life. And so we're spending our time trying to figure out how we can become, for lack of a better phrase, the giant killer that will then inspire others. And when we started this way back in episode one, almost three weeks ago, I listed some names of some people you perhaps have never heard of. Those names were Sybeka, Ilhanan, and Jonathan. And the reason I gave you those names is because in the Hebrew scriptures, Those are some names of men who were described as killing giants in the old Hebrew scriptures or what we would call the Old Testament. And many people, because they haven't studied that much or haven't been taught that much, they think the only giant killer that's really the story ever told out of the Bible is the story of David and Goliath. But the fact of the matter is, once this prepared and ready giant killer, David, did what he did against this quote-unquote giant called Goliath, then it helped others to realize they could experience this victory as well. That's why it's so important you understand this is not just a, um, a, a, a neutral moment in your life where you're dealing with your giant. But when you begin to deal with the giants in your life, it'll help others begin, you'll be an example to help others begin to engage the giants they deal with in their lives as well. So we have to pick up, and I'm not really going to take the time to review the ground we covered in episodes one and two. I'm going to trust if you missed those, you'll go back and and try to pick up and listen to those. As you already know, I try to keep these podcasts to 20 minutes or less so that you can catch them in the commute. And so hopefully you'll have some time to go back and catch the first two episodes if you missed those. That means we're going to pick up with what would essentially be the sixth point in this whole journey of how to be a giant killer. And it goes something like this, as I've done in the past episodes, I'll read it and try to describe it in greater detail. But the giant killer's success is forged 
and the constant discipline and wisdom of learning to see the bigger picture. Let me put it this way. Giant killers see things with a different perspective. Giant killers begin to see the giants differently. They begin to see the situation differently. They begin to perceive things differently. And all this goes back to what we talked about in episode two, which is there have to be some things happening inside of you. You have to begin to be transformed from the inside out. Your self-talk has to change. Your self-belief has to change. And, and here's where we might have a little bit of a struggle for my listeners, for those of you who who hold to a Judeo-Christian faith such as I do, as opposed to others who may not, in my Judeo-Christian faith, there's a scripture in the book of Romans that says that your mind must be transformed. Your mind must be made new. And in our tradition and in my conviction... I believe that that is through the meditation on the scriptures. It's through a life of following Jesus, of walking with Jesus, where he transforms my mind, transforms my thinking, transforms the way I see things, and I begin to see things from a different perspective. In the Christian perspective, that would be a God-centered perspective. If that is not your faith, if that is not your religious background, then whatever it is that you have to cling to to get you to rewrite the scripts, so to speak, that you're using to read into life, whether that's through affirmation, perhaps you might call that a positive thinking framework, regardless of where you come from, something has to change in you so that you see the situation differently. Let me go back to the story of David and Goliath. Everybody in the story who could see this monster back and forth and back and forth and back and forth saw it for what it was, so they thought. But when this young man named David walked up, he saw it from a different perspective. He saw it from a perspective of victory. And the reason why, and let me let me just take you back a little more in this story, is when David is confronted with seeing the giant, first of all, he's really upset because he's wondering why nobody's fighting. And he's asking, why is nobody doing something about this giant who is taunting, in his words, the armies of God? And, and then the people around him say, there's no way you can go out and fight this giant. And here's what he says. He says, listen, when I was watching sheep and whenever a lion or a tiger would show up to take one of my sheep, he says it this way, I would grab the bear by the beard and I would take the lamb out of the bear's mouth and I would slay the bear. Now, if you remember, we talked about in the private seclusion of life is where we prepare for these larger battles. And David was fighting battles in private that nobody was watching. He was racking up private victories of discipline and execution that no one was watching. And in those private victories, he began to see other battles in perspective. He began to see them as not so big as other people think they might be. And so his viewpoint was, listen, I fought these battles. I'm going to go fight these battles. But here's part of the problem for so many of you who have been listening for so long. When I say that your future success is forged in the constant discipline of learning to see from a new perspective or a bigger picture, you can't even remember the last time you saw things with a positive perspective. You have a hard time remembering the last time you were optimistic and not skeptic, a skeptic first. And so as I'm talking to you about this, 
you're going to have to figure out a way where you're going to back up from your situation. You're going to see the giants in your life from a different perspective. And if you come from a Christian perspective, you can say, look, I need to see this giant from the eyes of God. Or in some way, shape, or form, you're going to have to step back and say, wait a minute, this giant is not as big. This giant is taunting me, and I'm going to begin to change my mind and change my behavior. And even more than that, you may even begin to reach out to someone you trust, to someone who can help you, who can help you change your perspective. And it just might be, you might ask the person who you're closest to, someone you can trust, who may say, hey, you know what? I dealt with that in my life. Let me show you how you can deal with it as well. So giant killers have to have their perspective changed. They have to have the way they see it changed. And so whatever you have to do to gain a fresh perspective, I would encourage you to get busy doing it and find a way to see it differently. And and I'll give you an example. If you remember when you were growing up and you would get on a swing set or you'd get on a seesaw or a teeter-totter, whatever you want to call it, or maybe you'd get on the roof of the house hanging up Christmas lights. And you can remember when you were small, how big things were. And then as you got older, and you can finish the phrase, you got older and wiser You began to see that these things weren't as big as you thought they were. Your perspective has changed. And so in your own life, as you're facing giants, sometimes those giants look so big to us. Our challenges look so insurmountable to us. And it's important you have those closest to you who can say, wait a minute, that is not as big as you thought it was. That's not as big a deal as you think it might be. And so let me show you and let me help you see a different perspective so you can back up from it for a minute and see this giant with a different perspective. So let's go on to the next thing. I'll read it to you and then try to explain a little more. Giant killers have learned to trust their instincts more than the opinions, the practices, and traditions of those who choose to live with giants and stare at them. Now, this is going to take the discussion perhaps in a little different way. But let me read it again and and press into this some more. As I wrote it years ago, and I continue to work through it as the years go by, giant killers have learned to trust their instincts more than their opinions, the practices and the traditions of people who just decide to sit back and live with giants and stare at them. What I'm getting at here is this is more of a leadership issue as you continue to grow in your leadership and as you continue to deal with giants in your life and continue to combat them and slay them and get past them. Many of you who are listening to this podcast over time are going to continue to learn what it is when you're confronted with what appears to be a giant. You've worked on who you are in seclusion. You've become a private warrior And as you continue to grow, you're finding that when a giant pokes its head up, you're like, you know what? I see this for what it is. I've been preparing for this in private. I'm not going to let this stand in the way. I'm going to go through the defeat of this giant and beat this giant down. Then I'm going to move on. And the more you continue to grow in that, you're going to find that you are in a minority of people who see challenges as opportunities who see giants as opportunities. Years ago, when I first started my career, and we'd come into the office and we'd say, we've got a problem. I had a senior VP who would look at me and say, we never have a problem. We just have a challenge. And so go back to the old Hebrew story. When David walked up to the situation and saw armies all around, supposed warriors who are fearful of this one taunting giant, his perspective was already different. 
And he had already learned to trust his own instincts, what he knew was right, and the fact that he knew he could go into battle, and he wasn't going to listen to the defeatist opinions and practices and traditions of people who just grew comfortable with the giants living all around them. And, and I don't know what situation you find yourself in. I don't know what kind of giants have been setting your family back for perhaps generations. I don't know what kind of giants you've been dealing with in the office environment. Perhaps it's a very negative office environment that you're working in. Perhaps you have friends that are continuing to be pessimistic about things and to be bitter and to be sarcastic about things. But as you begin to grow in the seclusion of you of who you are, when you begin to grow and see these giants prancing about the valleys of people's lives, when you begin to see it from a different perspective and realize that, remember what we said at the very beginning, there are others waiting to see you take the opportunity for these victories so they can begin taking opportunities for victory in their own lives. Not to be too cute about it, but like we say, there are no neutral moments. And as you engage the issues that other people will not engage, and you engage the arguments, and you engage the discussions, and you engage the victories, there's somebody watching who is going to take your example and be able to move into a victory of their own. Because there are multiple people who are held captive by the opinions and by the practices and the traditions of people who just settle and let giants keep beating them back. But at some point, because you've grown in the privacy of who you are and the belief of who you are and the value of who you are, you're not going to listen to that stuff anymore and you're going to trust who you are on the inside. That brings me to another point as we begin to kind of wrap this thing up. When you begin to experience the fact that you can be, quote unquote, a giant killer in your life, I, I wrote this years ago and have meditated on a lot, have meditated on it quite a bit over the years. Let, let me read it the way I wrote it to you. Post-victory giant killers are susceptible to the greater fall. Now, if you go back to the story we've rooted this whole journey in, the story of David and Goliath, you might remember the other story that David is famous for, and that is his failure morally with, well, David and Bathsheba. And this issue with Bathsheba occurred after he had become king and he had been experiencing victory after victory after victory. What I submit to you is that oftentimes when you begin to be the one who experiences victory and you begin to show others what it is to grow in victory and you begin to show others that, you know what, the giants that we once thought were always going to set us back, we, they don't have to set us back. We can fight these giants that sometimes when you begin to have these victories in life, you can get prideful and your guard can come down, and you'll end up in a failure you could have never imagined. I'm not going to dwell on this very long. I'm just going to use the phrase to say that pride comes before the fall. And so it's important as you begin to walk in this victory of killing the giants in your life, as you begin to experience the victories of choosing new ways to think and choosing fresh paradigms of thought, and if you're in a Christian tradition of choosing to let who Christ says you are dominate who you are, you're going to start walking in victory and you're going to have to remember to be humble to stay humble, as the New Testament says, to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you at the right time. 
This is not to cause you to be afraid of being a giant killer. It is realizing that in the killing of giants comes great victory and great responsibility, but can also come the great opportunity for fall. So you must guard yourself. And finally, and this really, this final point encompasses the whole reason I started this three episodes ago, because the reality is, as we the whole title of this podcast is that life is made up of no neutral moments, that every moment is to be engaged. There is an audience who's waiting to see many of you step out in leadership. And the very last point I wrote years and years ago was a giant killing movement just needs one victory. A movement that just sets up multiple giant killers just needs one person like a David to say, wait a minute, you guys are seeing this wrong. You're seeing this giant wrong. You're seeing this situation wrong. This does not have to set us back and let me show you. And then once David showed that this could be done because of the preparation and private that he had gone through in his life, the transformation in his thinking that he had gone through in his life, once that happened, it actually says the armies of Israel began chasing the Philistines. And then books and chapters later, you begin to read about this Sibica and this Elhanan and this Jonathan who had learned from those before them, you know what? I can do this as well. I can kill these giants as well. And it begins in the private seclusion of a change of mind of heart and a change of perspective. So you can step into that valley where the giants are prancing around in your life and you can say no more. I'm ready for this battle. I'm coming after you. You're not as big as you think you are. You're not going to hold sway over my family and legacy anymore. And I'm going to move forward into slaughtering you so I can pass on a greater heritage to those around me. And eventually others around me will begin to see this victory and they will begin to slay the giants in their lives as well. Thank you for taking this time to listen to this No Neutral Moments podcast. We'll see you, or I guess we'll talk to you next week. God bless, and thanks again for listening.